The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for the next level of leadership? It's going to be here before you know it. Today's leaders need the skills, connections, and savvy to become top professionals in their fields. Welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. In the next hour, you'll meet people who have become successful at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world, and you can become the next big success story. Now, here's your host, Maureen Metcalf. Hi, welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf. I'm the founder and CEO of Metcalf & Associates. I work with leaders and their organizations identifying the trends that will most likely disrupt their business and help them develop business strategies and business and leadership practices to leverage these trends and create strategic advantage. I'm a regular contributor to Forbes and the lead author on an award-winning book series focusing on helping leaders innovate how they lead and transform their organizations. I'm also an adjunct faculty member in universities in the U.S. and Germany. I created this show as a guide for leaders, uh, helping them innovate how they lead in times of dramatic change. And in the context of the recent U.S. election, this seems to be a, a time where this focus is highly important. And so in that spirit, I'm featuring international guests in a series of global leadership. And this is the first in that series. And the series will run for about three months. So when we think about leadership competencies required for success in our dynamic world, one of the seven competencies we came up with, and it was published in the book, Leader 2050, is being innately collaborative. So that's seeking input from multiple perspectives and valuing diverse points of view, creating solutions to complex problems by creating new approaches that didn't exist, pulling together constituents in novel ways, and creating broader and more creative alliances. And then the third is understanding that in a time of extreme change, input from multiple stakeholders with diverse points of view is required. So in that spirit, our guests, Annabelle Mambrio, Alicia Silva, and Gabriela Villa will be talking about how they use their focus on agreements drawn from vibrancy and ecosonomics frameworks to build a highly successful company that's positioned to respond to the ongoing changes they face because they've built in this change capacity to their DNA. So I'm going to introduce Annabelle, and then she's going to introduce Alicia and Gabriella. So Annabelle works as a collaborative partner with a wide variety of organizations, exploring new ways to do things in groups, how to design organizations and change processes with the vibrancy and ecosonomics framework. Her work focuses on formal exploration and descriptive research on how vibrancy manifests in organizations in Mexico and the U.S., She also facilitated dialogues focusing on generating strong communities. As we start the show, she's going to make the other introductions. 
And before she does, the goal of this show is really to introduce leaders and emerging leaders to ideas that you're not necessarily encountering on your daily journeys of leadership and offering opportunities to test new behaviors and ideas. And so in that spirit, I hope that everyone hears something from our guests today that they might want to try out in their ongoing work. So as part of this executive series, we're going to talk about how shifting agreements within a company impacts their employees, their process efficiency, and their external stakeholders. So Elise, um, sorry, Annabelle, over to you. Welcome all of you. And Annabelle, please introduce our guests. Thank you, Maureen. Uh, well, these two guests are like a very interesting guests because the two of them are women and they have also an organization that supports a lot of women empowerment. But they are part of uh, an organization called Revitaliza Consultores. That it's a Mexican organization with leadership in sustainability with green buildings in Latin America. And most of the work is done in Mexico, but they are very active international. And the reason they are invited to this specific show is because they are, they are an example of a vibrant leaders that are an example of working from abundance. So they are a positive deviance, and we want to learn more from them. So uh, what they look is to transform the construction industry. And also what they're doing is transforming the inside of the company and applying everything to themselves, adapting and evolving the agreements of the group more and more so they can be a key actor in this transformation. So to do that, they have also a more comprehensive paradigm and inclusive that allows them that allows the company to offer answers and solutions to support the transition towards the highest possible certification levels, but with real and tangible tangible benefits, capitalizing the investment in green constructions. So that is that is the example that uh, that you are going to be listening today. Annabelle, can you give us, can you explain positive deviance? It's a term that not all of our listeners will understand. Okay, positive deviance, what we mean with positive deviance with this uh, global research is the groups that are defining agreements based on abundance. And that means that they are defining agreements that allows the organization or the groups to have extraordinary results. Extraordinary results in every possible indicator, like um, the human resources, the financial resources, and the, and most of them are focused on regener- regeneration of of a field of people, of the social fabric, of everything. So those are extraordinary examples that also are very success successful in the field they are playing. Thank you. So now, uh, please introduce the, our guests. Well, Alicia Alicia Silva is the, the director of Revitaliza Consultores, and she is a woman, I think she is a woman that is an extremely well and um, beautiful example of what a woman can be when, when the woman is, is in the maximum potential. So she has been uh, very involved with the World Green Business Council International, and she's bringing a lot of uh, innovative and uh, ideas to Mexico. 
And Gabby is part of, of Revitaliza Consultores, and she is also uh, working a lot in, in reframing uh, the work of Revitaliza and reframing the work that, that they are doing inside with the, the, with the whole agreement work. Thank you. So let's jump in. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, how you started the company, and um, a, a bit more about uh, your company. Sure. Um, so I'm Alicia Silva. I am the daughter of a single mom in Mexico who raised me and my brother. And um, I wasn't, you know, the daughter of any privileged upbringing or anything. So um, she worked really hard to to help us um, get education and all that. And one of the things that she did, she was like one of the first women that went to college and then you know, and became divorced. So she really struggled with the role of women in, in, in business in general. She was the first actuarium. She's a mathematician. So she really wanted to embed on me that I just couldn't have bosses because I was too bossy myself. And then I was uh, supposed to be a leader. She really, you know, raised me with the idea that I had to lead so um, that kind of a bringing, you know, makes you want to do your own company. It, for one reason or the other, I have never worked for anybody but for myself. And um, I really took serious uh, my mother's words in that regard. So um, I lived in several countries and I lived in Seattle for a while. And I really was embedded with the, the whole ecotopia mentality of the Pacific Northwest. And um, then decided to go back to Mexico, I, that was totally living within myself. And concepts like social equity and women empowerment and the, the, you know, taking care of the environment and trying to transform an industry was part of that paradigm shift that I had when living there and just realizing all the potential that my country had. I was really enthusiastic about coming back and really um, putting something that would help transform the landscape of the construction industry in Mexico. So everything came about and in 2009 and um, I started with, a, you know, with the home office and I started realizing that I really wanted to empower women. And I realized that the difference in the construction industry is like 95% male dominated. So I really, um, part of my essence is to be a disruptor and um, I really wanted to marry all the contradictions that um, the, um, the construction industry had and, and you know, like uh, gender equity and social equity. And I also realized that as a, as a privilege now, um, with all the education and the knowledge and the capabilities that I've developed over the years, I was in a very privileged position. And I also realized that the role of the business should be to transform society and really give people a lot more opportunities. And I think business also has this potential of helping people evolve as part of the business. So developing capacities within my, um, my team was a major thing. And empowering women not to have to decide whether they would go for a career or a family and then realize that we can do bigger and greater projects was totally uh, a part of the emphasis on why would I even want to have all the all the confrontations and and 
and challenges of owning a company. And uh, over the years, we have grown and we are, you know, thriving and it hasn't been easy. But but I think people are super committed because they are like joining the conversation and realizing that we're trying to do something more than just businesses. I love the embeddedness of your how you were raised and what you took away from that into your mission. Well, I, I think we often forget where we come from and we should always be proud, you know, regardless. But I think our history definitely transformed who we are and has a huge impact, whether we want to fight against our, our history or whether we want to you know, changing and move forward. But definitely, I think all the societies in general, we have to look back where we come from and all the potential that we can create if we just transform and make a little bit more effort. It just, it strikes me that you're a beautiful example of taking what was good and and taking a stand and creating an organization that is currently changing an industry. I think we all have the responsibility, you know, when I was growing up, I realized I was very smart, you know, like because of my grades and because people were recognizing that. And instead of thinking, oh, I'm better than you, I'm like, oh, my God, I have more responsibility than you because I can help you and we can all grow together. So I, I think that kind of um, framework, it's... Um, it's very much of a female, like, what can I do for you? How can I help you? And at least in my country and in my traditions, women tend to sacrifice for the other. And we see ourselves as, um, as a resource for, for everybody else. But I really wanted that resource for the world, not just for, like, my, my household. And um, fortunately, you know, I have as a husband and two sons, so I cannot be an ultra-feminist because they're like a very huge, you know, anchor for me in many, many ways. And they're like very progressive in supporting what I do. And they definitely took on the, the support part. They do their own thing. So I don't have to do everything. And we share as a team what we have to do at home. So I can, and they know that I have a strong idea and mission in how to, how to put a lot more things forward. And I think there's, um, a huge, um, like empty space where women need to fill up so we can move this world forward. And as I tell you, you know, with this strong support from my family, and it's not that they do that much, they just take care of themselves so I can take care of my things. And, um, that, that has been, you know, very, very important in order for, for me as a woman to become a leader and to have a company and to go for more. They're always the ones that tell me, go for, for bigger projects, go for more people, go for a bigger impact. Fabulous. Thank you. I'm going to now shift to Gabby. Can you give us a couple of minutes about your, why did you join and what is your role? Okay, uh, I'm Gabby, and after the framework from Alicia, I am literally frozen uh, because she's so good. But uh, considering that these times are part as an historic historical moment that invite us to collaborate more than ever with other disciplines, I'm an artist, and I, the way I arrived at Revitaliza is very peculiar because it reveals the special feature that our organization addresses 
and everything that we does and orientation is to be inclusive. I'm the green marketing director now, but uh, trying to change the way that we communicate things uh, outside of the company and inside. And uh, we are we have the relationships with the people around. Uh, and Alicia uh, shoots me for that innovation processes inside the company because I'm coming from a an artist framework. So. And we, I'm a mom too, I'm a woman, and I'm part of that uh, reinforcement of, for uh, the woman uh, uh, exposure that Alicia uh, pushed us to do. So we are doing home office, we have these privileges to collaborate, to create a better world and the transformation that we are responsible for. Gabby, thank you. We're going to go on break, and I want to just summarize what I'm hearing thus far, and it's a commitment to make the world better, that that here are a group of three women who are taking on, in different ways, uh, a male-dominated industry, not in opposition to, but in collaboration with, filling a space that is is open to be filled to enhance how the work is done and how th- the working experience mm-hmm. happens across the industry. So we will be back momentarily. Metcalf & Associates is a management consulting and leadership development firm dedicated to helping leaders, their management teams, and their organizations implement innovative leadership and business practices to help create market differentiation necessary to thrive in this rapidly changing environment. As the author of eight award-winning leadership books, Maureen Metcalf and her associates are positioned to help you and your organization grow and thrive. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen is ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your needs through her expertise in keynote speaking, leadership coaching and training, transformational and organizational growth consulting. For your business, we can help with facilitated leadership retreats, organizational planning, culture alignment, individual and organizational assessments, online leadership development programs, and one-on-one or corporate-wide leadership development sessions. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. Today we are joined by the owner and founder of, I'm going to say this wrong, Revoltaliza. Say that for me, please. I'm awful at this. Revitaliza, you would say in English. In Spanish, you would say it revitaliza. It's revitalize. Thank you. That I can say. Revitalize. Yeah, um, just with the <laughs> Thank you. Revitalize. <laughs> so in, in your focus on lead and sustainability, uh, what does that mean for you and your clients? Well, um, I'm, 
I have always been a strong proposed proponent of sustainability. I'm one of the super green people, like I think the 16% of the US people and the UK people are like that. And uh, I think in Mexico would be the 0.016%. But um, what we are trying to do is to, re to put forth an agenda for transforming the world. And I think the environmental issues are um, a great point of convergence for a lot of different kinds of people. And especially women, I realize, and this is one of the industry within the construction industry that attracts a lot of women because maybe we don't want to make a lot of money, but we definitely want to save the planet for our children or just because we believe that, you know, life is worth saving. So, um, I think sustainability has, a, has been a very important point in terms of committing to my family wealth, well-being, and health, and um, just um, developing even and raising my own kids, you know, with this sense that we are connected and the, there's no business case for destroying the world. So really shifting um, this paradigm that the business case is completely separate from, the, from taking care the world and just making the world a better place for everybody. So um, sustainability is a key issue. Do a lot of lead certification and that has helped us in terms of entering the market with a framework that is very easy for all the companies that we work with to understand. Um, it's very clear. I was just in a meeting with the, with the people at a, at a huge bank um, issuing green bonuses and uh, and just realizing how important it is to embed these concepts as a core part of any business, because I believe this is this is the only future that we can achieve. And today, more than ever, and especially after the uh, after everything that is happening uh, in the U.S., I think people have to take a stand and and realize that this mentality is not a fashion. And For me and for all the people that have uh, betted on sustainability, it has been amazing because we are thriving. We are demonstrating that um, this is acceptable and the young generations are really into making a better world. So um, I think when you're working like nature and we're supporting nature, it's like if the universe pitches in and helps you. So I've seen a lot of beautiful efforts you know, transform. And one of the, of the other key factors is that we're not against businesses. We are really working for a lot of corporations and with a lot of businesses, and we are trying to help them make a synergy with all these new concepts. And, and we have worked with a lot of uh, very successful companies into this transition. So I think that the environmental movement has a lot of things to converge when we start cooperating among the different aspects of, you know, what we need to shift in order to move the world forward. So let me go into that for a minute. So the environmental movement cooperating with business. Can you give some examples? Yes, for example, we are um, working in this um, new airport for Mexico City. And um, it, this is a huge statement for our government in terms of leadership for demonstrating that this is going to be a state-of-the-art project. But 
that has to permeate to society and make society think that this is for the good of everybody. So we are working in terms of educating and creating capacities among all the beneficiaries that are working in these terms and then creating um, these uh, agreements with all these people in terms of raising the standards, in terms of going uh, forward and going um, to the extra effort of creating a better project. And then realizing that um, this is good for business because if this is successful, then the whole um, country will benefit and then the whole area will benefit and this would create a standard for people to want to follow. So um, we believe that by creating this demonstration of successful projects and then really trying to embed all our thinking in terms of like how good is sustainability for business, we have um, touch into some businesses. For example, we did this office of um, a company that makes furniture. And it's most of the time the case that sustainability enters through the buildings with the green buildings, you know, enters through the companies through green buildings. So they started to do uh, a lead certification for their their new um, showroom. And all of a sudden they are starting to realize that maybe they should change the way they build their own furniture. And then they are starting to talk about more. And now they are, you know, they have a whole line that it's totally green. And now they're looking for more suppliers and see, this is how we're transforming the market in many ways. Beautiful. Thank you. So, And, and so let me go into, uh, introduce the framework slightly, and then let's mm-hmm. talk about how you make these agreements explicit. So Annabelle talked about the idea of abundance. And uh, again, the, some of these words have very different meanings for different people. The framework we're using, the Ecosonomics and Harmonic Vibrancy Framework, really looks at a series of relationships and the underlying agreements to those relationships and the belief that when we are, when they are moving in alignment with one another, that we are able to be more creative and implement uh, new practices. And when those are agreements are out of alignment, in fact, that we, we are not safe to put forth creative ideas and take the risk of new behaviors. And so those relationships are, and, and listening to Alicia, it's, it's beautifully evident that she's creating them in her organization, that when people come to work, they feel good about themselves. They are in positive relationship with their colleagues and the company has a mission that people can be proud of and get behind. So in that context, how do you focus on the agreements that build your culture and drive successful performance internally? Because you've given a beautiful example of how that manifests itself externally. I think I can add something that Alicia said that... uh, if it is fine? Yes, please. Okay, uh, we believe that the importance of transform the environmental movement and is definitely a, as a tool. And what really matters is to become an agent of change and their inclusion and common good tissue in labor that we through other resources like women leadership, social equity, and in Revitaliza, we try to move the conversation to find a point of truth that includes all versions and in the way that we achieve sustainability in three aspects for outside, 
considering people, planet, and profit, and insight either. You know, we believe in that importance and the high vibration conversations inside. And it's, import, it's, import, it's important to recognize that we have to work to build the high vibrant conversation and to build them as a big step for going forward. And if I should agree on that, I think we are a, a, a people's focus company. I mean, every time we talk to our managers and we are getting agreements among, you know, what we are trying to achieve as a company, we all want, we want to include all the stakeholders, which means all the people that work for us. And then, you know, if we put out an, a new way of measuring our, measuring our, our success, it's not only performance, it's also how are we impacting the people that are working for us? How are we making their life better? So there's a lot of aspects that are into consideration. But, you know, when you're coming from a culture that doesn't really care the quality of your life you have or the quality of relationships you have at home or the quality of exercise you do every day to stay healthy, um, basically the agreements are like to start talking about those things and then having a focus and an image of where do we want to go in terms of quality of life, for example. We have reduced hours in terms of um, the, the normal 40 hours, we are trying to make a statement that we can be uh, proficient and have high performance with only 33 hours. So we work about quality of life and then we work with people that this extra time that they, they have shouldn't be for like commuting, for example. They should leave close and then we make these agreements to people to, you know, definitely make an effort to live close to where they work or, you know, how to transform the way um, they eat, for example. Like, how many companies do you know that they are concerned with the eating habits of their of their people? We do have hire a chef that, you know, cooks for us every day and people say, you know, okay, this is what I want and what I need. But it's not just to hear people. We want to create cap capabilities for people before they say anything, because if you don't know, you cannot participate. So we, um, we create agreements, but we also develop the capacities in people to have these higher vibrancy agreements in terms of, okay, our goal is to create a quality of life. Then if somebody uh, starts working long hours, then everybody is trying to protect the culture and saying, hey, why are you doing this? Are you not being efficient? Are, you know, it's, it's, um, it's really shifting and just putting forward, forward the conversation in terms of what are the things that we want to achieve and disrupt in many things. You know, like the 33 hours, everybody gets in shock. Like, we're not uh, in Denmark. We're in Mexico City. And we are working, we're working 33 hours. And we are demonstrating that people are a lot per, uh, performing at a higher standard and having good quality relationship with their family and having, have, you know, time for exercising. And that's totally disruptive. But then how do you talk about these things and how do you evolve the conversation and start, you know, talking about what is this important? Why is this important in our society to have good quality of life? And then you see that, you know, the people that are working there and are seeing the results then start to talk to their families and then they start to, you know, raise the vibrancy of other conversations. And we have uh, the personal coaching and the development workshops and the communing co with economic program 
and the compromise to implement practical solutions that promote active long-term culture for our company or our organization. And, and the program Ecosynomics is helping to fit our commitments. That, that's important to, to remark too. Marin, can I add something to Yes, yes, of course. It's just that um, one of the things that lives very deeply in, in Revitaliza and that I see a lot of evidence about that is that a personal transformation goes hand, hand in hand with group transformation and therefore that's the way you can transform a sector. So it is about individual agreements and be clear on who do we want to be how do we want to, to relate with, with others and with the outside world and the inside uh, organization? And so that, I think that is a value that is very deeply inside the whole, uh, the whole definition and designing of Revitaliza. So, Annabelle, can you tell us a little bit more about what you're doing specifically or what they're doing? Um, I think Gabby mentioned coaching. And I hear a lot about changing systems, having people work 33 hours a week, uh, creating time for exercise and the expectation. How are you marrying that with encouraging people to change individually? I can answer that because if you arrive to Revitaliza, you know that you're arriving to a, a communion with the in your inner transformation so the people that is you're arriving, they are the new ones and they are adopters from the culture. But we have the, the, the old school that they are followers from the culture. They are the, mid, the middle ones and the fundators that we know the process and we are early adopters for the culture that Alicia is proposing to us. So in, in working with Ecosynomics, we are building that culture for everybody. But I think the creating and building a culture from the economics uh, framework it's not just that some leader will impose their ideas and manipulate you to just green and because all the benefits that you have, whatever. We really want people to to work from within and really become like the engine that propels the company. So I, I have to tell you, there are some people that have a shock and, you know, changing paradigms and changing ways of working. It's 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 a tough issue. Uh, it's not easy, you know, if you tell people to stop, like, eating uh, fast food and things like that. They, we have had a lot of issues with people, like, running to get something, like, junk food you know. Like, oh, my God, this is too much. Um, however, this change has to come from within and with the agreements that we're, do we're not doing this to, you know, to sabotage you or whatever. We're doing this because we believe this is... This is awesome, but we want your uniqueness. You, we want your agreement. You, we want you to really feel that this is a good thing for you. And we've been successful for the most part, but we also have our challenges with some people that say, well, you know, I really want um, the same old paradigm. And if that works for them, it's fine. Um, we just, we are very disruptive and we understand that, you know, if you're like courageous and passionate about these issues, then, you know, this is the right fit for you. But maybe you you want, you know, the structure and other kinds of things that we are not going to provide you. So we have had people that jump into the culture and start making the agreement. 
because, you know, to, to get into this, you have to decide for yourself if you really want to do, you know, whatever we do. I mean, we have extreme things like um, t- three weeks ago, we all went to do a triathlon together in Cabo San Lucas. Wow. And of course, not everybody is going to do a triathlon together with their company. But it was almost like 50% of the company going to these triathlons. So, and it's not that the, the rest of the company shouldn't go, but then we did uh, another uh, a race for 10K. And then also all, that for that one, all the company went as a support because we were refore- reforesting with every kilometer one tree would be planted. So people get really into it because they want to. And I think for me, I would like change to happen at a faster speed, but it really has to come from within. So I, I, there's a lot of successes in what we do, and I would like to have a deeper success and faster. And my team is always reminding me that, you know, I have to um, be patient with people and that the change is happening. And um, I just would like it to be faster. But, you know, again, my team always, you know, helps me with rising the abundance and seeing the the things that are really happening and changing and you know that that's uh, that's the beauty of having agreements within the team because they all have seen the benefits of having a better culture of having a better quality of life of having you know a good relationship with your family and when you have challenges having the support of a coach that can take you through whatever challenge you have. Thank you so much, Alicia. We're going to go to break right now. The the one comment I want to make in wrapping up this segment is, again, this focus on positive deviance. It's a beautiful example of taking on a tough change and continuing to persist and creating an opportunity for people to live a very different life. So we will be right back after break. Metcalf & Associates is a management consulting and leadership development firm dedicated to helping leaders, their management teams, and their organizations implement innovative leadership and business practices to help create market differentiation necessary to thrive in this rapidly changing environment. As the author of eight award-winning leadership books, Maureen Metcalf and her associates are positioned to help you and your organization grow and thrive. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen is ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your needs through her expertise in keynote speaking, leadership coaching and training, transformational and organizational growth consulting. For your business, we can help with facilitated leadership retreats, organizational planning, culture alignment, individual and organizational assessments, online leadership development programs, and one-on-one or corporate-wide leadership development sessions. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. We are with Revitaliza, uh, Gabby, Alicia, 
and Annabelle talking about creating a vibrant organization in Mexico and shifting the culture in the process. So during break, we were talking a little bit about shared responsibility for the daily practices. Gabby, would you elaborate a little bit on that? Yes, of course, I want I want to add that it is impossible to always have high vibration conversations. But if you recognize that you have to work to build them, it's a big step for your organization. And in Revitaliza, all our voices are here. And we have the shared responsibility and that's in our daily practices that we support the, the culture. The culture. And it's important to move in that direction that the leadership is an exercise from a loving place with shared responsibility between us. I love the idea of shared responsibility because as, as Alicia is making clear, it, it's important to her and yet any owner, even though they write the paycheck, can't necessarily make people change. We've got to create the culture and the systems that that invite people to make those shifts. But at the end of the day, it is the responsibility of each individual also to behave in a way that is aligned with what the company's looking for. Alicia, do you want to make any more comments on that before we go forward? I think um, the fact that everybody is a leadership just because they are is something very empowering to people because we in Mexico live in cultures of silence. You know, people Hmm. don't speak up. People are just, you know, they they just comply. Uh, People don't take, they just conform. So creating the shift and telling them you are creating this, you know, either you speak or don't, you are co-creating this with us and just getting the power back to the people saying you are the leader that is changing. And if you don't speak up, everything is going to change through you, but you're not going to participate on that. So I think that's one of the major keys on creating a high vibrancy culture, you know, just setting the environment where people feel that they can raise their hand and, you know, speak up. And, and that's one of the key components of the vibrancy framework is that everyone gets a voice. I, and there is an expectation that everyone exercise that voice. And another thing is that the talk of the transformation of society, leaving aside the issue of our inner transformation, is impossible. So we must to exercise that voice and we must to be responsible for our leadership inside and outside organization. Of course, that we are uh, listening all the voices inside, and we work like that. So why and how do you see this work with agreements helping you frame your journey ahead? I think it's exactly what we're talking about in terms of leadership. You, When you own something, you take care of it. And I think um, people feel that they own the company and they own the transformation and they see us working towards a bigger goal than just making money. And they see us working together. So they know that if they change and we are in genes for every one another and then we're kind of creating a tribe, you know, and then we realize that we're not alone in this world and there's so many more people in this tribe of trying to make this world a better place, then it's it's super enticing and 
you know, you you almost become uh, like a, a fan of of these kind of disruption and innovation, and then you transport that into every aspect of your life. So I, I think this is very important because you know whether you are our accountant. We are counting on you to make a difference and raise your voice and own that power that you have, even from you know, our the administration or whatever other part of it. So that's that's how we create that with everybody. So it sounds like you you this is built into your DNA now. It's not gonna it will continue to evolve, but you are not ever going to be a quote, traditional Mexican company? Oh, definitely. I think um, we, 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 yeah, we can't, <laughs> even <laughs> if we want to. It's, it's not, and, and I think people, I mean, in this world of millennials that people don't last more than two years in a job, we have, you know, most of the people that want to stay with us forever, you know, and they have been with the company for more than five years, which for a millennial that's like amazing. We really have to do a lot to to prove that they're adding, that there's a value, that we are along with their beliefs and what they want to do. And um, and we are. It's not faked, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they feel that they can add to it. And then the agreements work in a synergy that that um, makes the potential for everyone stronger. So I love the idea. We started the show with the question or the topic of of people who are innately collaborative. And one of the core tenets to that is recognizing that brilliance comes from everyone. So millennials, women, men, families, um, people with different perspectives. So people who are serving your clients directly and your internal staff. I really appreciate that you have created, not just talked about it, but you've truly generated an environment that makes this possible. And, and even with, uh, with our clients, uh, this agreement for the environmental movement is the tool, but the deal for the transformation is much, much more deeper. It's like we are planning to transform the organization and the people that is coming to us as a client. It's not, we are not doing a, just an agreement for uh, money. So we are doing an agreement for transformation. So, so your clients expect to be transformed also, not just have a building built. <laughs> they don't really. They don't really. I think that's one of the end results that was unexpected. But we, we are we are really committed not just to make a green building, but really to transform a company that gets close to what we are. So it's kind of our, our agenda. And we tell them right up front, if you want to go forward and really enhance what you do, we are the company for you. And if you just don't, and we're not. So how does that play out? Well, basically, people see that we're very passionate 
And they want that. They want their team to have more capabilities. You know, when we work in Peru or outside of Mexico City, in, you know, in places where the capacities are not developed, we are there to help them, to help them build the capacities and then be more resilient for the next project. And then they realize that what we're bringing to the table will help them have a better development in their in whatever their field. And then they adopt and it's not only best practices, but what is best for the project, which is the difference. And of course, we don't only give them what to do, but why do do we do it? And it's not that we are focusing on trying to do that, but we, we help them go for that. So again, helping people understand how, how this will impact them, because even the positive changes, right? You've said cutting hours and having a chef that cooks healthy food and, and still people occasionally want a Big Mac. So even the positive, right? I mean, this is yeah, observable. Yeah. That we as humans have habits and we also fall back on those because they're comfortable. I, uh, I can add that we have the, that kind of persons into the company that we are uh, the early adopters that truly believe and inspire other people to change. And we have the followers that they are coming later. And, and we have another kind of people that either they are the new ones that they are arriving and say, oh, what's going on? What else, what's all of this? So after having high vibration conversation for an invitation, recognizing that we have to work to do together uh, to transform us uh, is really, really coming to a new uh, agreement that is coming from the lovely place, uh, deciding to change, I feel. So we are coming to a close. Alicia, do you want to make any uh, wrap-up comments before I shift to do a close? Well, just one very few, um, short one. Um, we are nothing special. I think everybody that, that wants a better world can do what we do. And I really want to encourage everybody to take a step and, and question everything that we've been told and really uh, make a different commitment to a better world because it is possible that will be it. And Annabelle, you have been quiet. I haven't directed any questions at you, but you are the brilliant observer and holder of the Ecosonomics and Vibrancy work. Would you like to share anything with us as I, as we wrap up? Just, just uh, um, I mean, I love the way uh, Alicia and Gabby just talk about the company. And uh, they are, I, I think they are a living example of that you can dream and act to build up a better reality. And that even though you can you can even have a financial sustainability doing that, and I love last words of Alicia that she was saying that they are not special. I mean, they are not like some super company doing super things. I mean, everybody can do that. So it's just that uh, like a call for everybody that is out there that is feeling like a lone ranger in these difficult times that there, there are others like you. There are other, other leaders to, that are trying to do the same that you do, in the, I mean, in, in the essence of what you do. So is find out the tribe 
the right tribe to be inspired to to keep on the the to keep the ongoing process to transform reality. So, yeah, that's that's it. Thank you. Uh, thank you to all of you. So, as a wrap up. One of the things we do in the vibrancy work is try to find people that are positive deviants or, or well outside of the norm, so standard deviation. And these women are. So while you say you're not special, in fact, what you have created, maybe what we as humans aspire to, and yet you have actually done it. And so I appreciate that you're taking your time to share your perspective and partially what you have done within the company. So created an environment of 33 hours a week working, healthy food, uh, reduced commute time. The idea that you had half of the company attending or participating in a triathlon is astounding. And all of that being the external evidence of this internal belief system about how um, coming from a single mom, believing in environmentalism, changing our ecosystem, how your mindset drives the external evidence that we can live in a world that is quite different than what we experience. And one of the other things that stood out for me is in a national culture of compliance that you've created an environment in your family, in your company, and with your clients that the world can be different and much more positive. That everything I hear is that you are working to change, create a better world for your company, again, your clients, and also the legacy that your children inherit and their children in the the concrete changes you've created and also in the environment and the mindset. So to bring this to a close, thank you everyone for listening. This is the first in our global leadership series, and I would love to hear your feedback either on Facebook, Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations, or email me, info at metcalf-associates.com. I hope you heard something today that you can experiment with in your company or in your family that will help you be a more effective leader going forward. Thank you for joining us, and please join us again next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.